your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, dealing with emotions and life's hurdles can have a huge impact on our lives and some turn to alcohol for solace. Trish and Paul have been chatting a little about their journey with alcohol addiction to our producer, Anne-Marie. Really and truly by stepping back and, and sadly having tough love, there is absolutely no help you can give anyone if they're not going to actually see that they have a problem in the first place. So the biggest thing would be not to um, enable them. So don't buy them drink. Don't encourage, you know, when you, if you're at home, try and not drink yourself around them. You know, try and do as much as you have in your control to keep drink out of their lives. But at the end of the day, they have to reach the conclusion themselves that they're sick of being sick or that the impact it's been having on their life is just not worth it anymore to them. And does that mean you're going to have to let the devastation happen, even though you can see it coming? Yeah, sadly, yeah. Um, I don't think really there's anyone that's gotten sober in AA that'll tell you they didn't reach what they would have called their rock bottom. It's completely different for everybody. It can be a completely different quantity of drink, but it all boils down to the effect it had on their life and on their day-to-day living. Like for me, towards the end, I couldn't drive a car without a drink. You know, I couldn't write my name without a drink. And is that because you're constantly topping yourself up? Exactly. And the more yeah. tolerant so, you become of the alcohol, the more you need. Yeah, so for me, I'm a hairdresser as well. So I can't afford to have a shake in my hand. So it became so compulsive for me to have a drink so that I could fool the outside world and not have a shake in my hand when I was at work that I actually had to drink in the morning to go to work. And I know everyone's story is different and unique to themselves. So for you, let's say, how long of a process was that getting to the point of from when you started drinking to when you actually accepted you needed help? Mine was so short-lived because I didn't become an alcoholic drinker until I was in my mid-30s. And that's unusual, isn't it? It's very unusual. Like, personally for me, I don't believe you're born an alcoholic. In my situation, it was a collection of very traumatic circumstances that recession hit, my marriage broke down, I lost my house, I lost my businesses all in the space of a year. And I think for me to cope, I had two four and a half year old children and I had a mortgage of half a million and I was on my own. And I honestly didn't realise it, but I was having a drink to go to sleep and I was having a drink to when I came home, when I was getting the dinner ready because I was confined to home. I couldn't go out and socialise. So all of a sudden, this drink was kind of helping me sleep and helping me cope. And if I woke in the middle of the night, I was, you know, before I knew it, relying on it. And within two years, what happened to me was I suffered a seizure at home and I ended up on life support within two years. And that was your your turning point or your wake up call, was it? It wasn't. I remember waking up in the hospital and my family all around me. And the first thing I thought was, how am I going to get drink now? I, I couldn't. I thought I was one of these people that nobody understood, not a doctor, not anyone in AA, because I had been going to meetings at this stage. I thought no one understood that I would actually die. I would literally die if it was taken out of my system completely. 
because the withdrawals were so bad. So for me, I had to go to a treatment centre. It's not, everyone doesn't have to. But for me, I had to be taken out of society and that there was no drink around and that I was more or less distracted, if you like. That is a huge, huge thing to do, to be able to do, to get to that point. It was, but I had three children that were absolutely devastated. You know, you can imagine your mum on life support and she goes back drinking again. They thought I had no consideration for them. But for an alcoholic, there is absolutely no, there is no thinking or there certainly wasn't for me that I ever thought, well, I have a drink. Year affect a lot of them. I will. I'm, I'm just going to have a drink. It, there was no rationalising. This was life or death. I have to drink to be able to live. When I went to the treatment centre and, and I was distracted, I actually found it pretty easy. And then I, all of a sudden I was 30 days off drink. I'm Paul and I'm a grateful recovering alcoholic. And that word grateful, how could you be grateful for being an alcoholic? By God, I'm grateful that I'm a recovering alcoholic. My story is different in the sense I drank and my first drink for my intercert. I remember those, the intercert days, and it was a pint of harp and lime. And I can remember as clearly as as it was yesterday, even though it's been over 30 years ago. And I can remember that taste of harp and lime. And it was rotten. I didn't like it. It didn't stop me. And my first drink when I drank, I got drunk. My next drink when I drank, I got drunk. People around me could see the issues from a very young age. There was no off switch. There was no having two or three drinks. It was drinking until I fell asleep or drinking till I couldn't stand. Other people could see this in me much sooner than I could. You were speaking there earlier about tough love from my mother, not putting up with it. You know, like Trish, I needed to go into a treatment centre because I couldn't do this on my own. Alcohol, for me, was a solution to my problem because I couldn't deal with life and life's terms. I couldn't deal with emotion. I couldn't deal with feelings. Growing up, feeling less than, inferior, all of these feelings inside, I drank to suppress them. I drank to bury them. So how long did your journey take to, uh, to get to where... To where it is now, yeah. yeah. Um, my journey went from my early 20s. I went to my first AA meeting and I went into a room. And as I said, I'm 50 now. I know I don't look it. It's a good lifestyle. But I went to my first meeting in my early 20s. And like that, I had to lose relationships, home, family. And I got to my rock bottom. I didn't want to live anymore, but I didn't want to die. And how many years... I'm 15 years sober now. 15, well done. 15 years sober. Yeah. 28th of December 2007. I can remember my last drink yesterday. Not, no, no main reason. And is it still every day, single day for you? Oh, and that's why I say I'm a grateful recovering because I only have to worry about today. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow. You know, yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. Today is the present. Enjoy the gift. Alcoholics Anonymous Limerick annual convention takes place this weekend Friday, Saturday and Sunday the 3rd, 4th and 5th of February in the Castle Troy Park Hotel. On Friday evening at 8.30 there'll be an open public meeting and another on Sunday at 12 noon for anyone who has an interest in attending and we'll hear more from Trish and Paul and their fascinating personal experiences later in the week on Limerick Today. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.